Welcome back to another episode of Square Grouper. I'm Fox, along with my co-host Dave. I hope everyone's having a uh, happy last month of the year, how this year has flown by quickly. I just wanted to quickly say thank you to everyone who has listened with us this year, and we look forward to getting into this fun, short little episode. Dave, what do you got for us? Today we have a few articles, just some current events. Uh, so obviously the license fee increase got with you know got held up by a judge. <laughs> this is from of course it did. MJ Biz Daily judge backs steep fee hike for Florida medical marijuana operators. An administrative judge in Florida gave the thumbs up to a rule adopted a year ago by state regulators that boosted the biennial license renewal fee for medical cannabis companies in the state by more than twentyfold to one point three million. Administrative law judge William Horgan said the renewal fee carries out to the letter, a legislative mandate that was supported by Governor Ron DeSantis. Last year, the governor called for a steep fee increase for MMJ companies in Florida, arguing the state should charge licensees and applicants an arm and a leg. Sanctuary Cannabis, a vertically integrated operator with multiple dispensaries in the state, argued in a petition that the fee hike was an exponential increase from the previous assessments and asked for an administrative hearing with the health department. The fee increase was more than 22 times the 60,000 biennial fee operators had been paying for license renewals since the program launched six years ago. In his ruling, Horgan found the fee reflects the plain language of lawmakers' intent. Sanctuary, which also operates in Massachusetts and New Hampshire and New Jersey, called the new fee wholly without logic or reason. Um, and yeah, so of course they fucking upheld it. Cause Fuck yeah, because more money. They're like, we need more money. Mm-hmm. If you guys are peddling drugs across the state. We need more money. Yeah, that's not a surprise there. I, I, I kind of I slowly saw the headline, but glanced past it because I chuckled. I'm like, well, you know, what, what really, what the fuck would you expect? Like, honestly, it'd be a little different if... Um, these licenses weren't going towards companies and entities that were already having to show that they can operate without making a cent for two years. So in in the grand scheme of things, 1.3 ain't really that big. But if it's like a mom and pops or someone like me, you know, that might be quite a big number without having to either, you know, um, bring in investors or partners or other things. And, and, and even then that's, that's a lot of fucking money. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect them to really care about corporations crying about $1.3 million, you know, because they probably already got that hidden somewhere for a rainy day. Or they're going to look for more funding to pay for it. I don't know. Some of these places are fucked up, but yeah, you're right. Of course, they're going to suck money out of companies. Why wouldn't they? Yep. And I, and I hate how people react to this shit. Like, oh my god, like what the fuck? Like they don't even realize like who the operators are. So whatever. Exactly. You know, they're not they're not individuals. They're entities. You know, so it, it's a little different. You know, if it were something like us supporting local, and we knew that there were local people that actually had, you know, fucking. Licenses that were holding it down on a mom and pop's level. That's the last fucking thing we want to see is, um, you know, that being so, there's a ridiculous number. But yeah, it's just a completely different 
world of licensing that we're in as far as Florida goes. So, you know, I try, I try to tell that all the time to people. I just don't get it. It's don't get how fucked it is. So whatever. I mean, is it setting the stage? Like, I guess some people could look at it. Like if the license structure ever did change, like no mom and pop could ever pay that, but dude, the structure is never going to change. So, yeah, unfortunately not here. So, you know, the, the best thing to do is, uh, you know, you got to have something good enough that's worth them wanting to trade in, you know, equity on a license for what you have to offer so that you're both making money at the end of the day. It's not necessarily about what good you can do. It's how much money you can bring to the table at this point, which feels really weird. Sad state of affairs. So there's another headline from Florida Politics. Two-thirds of Florida voters back recreational cannabis amendment. A new poll from the University of North Florida found two-thirds of registered voters would back a state constitutional amendment allowing adults to purchase and possess small amounts of cannabis for personal use without a license, without a card. While that result still represents strong interest in decriminalizing the popular drug, the level of support shown was slightly lower this time than in prior surveys the school conducted. The poll has a 4.37 percentage point margin of error. So, yeah, you know, people want fucking legal weed, bro. So, and it might be just because they think it'll bring, you know, more money to the state and more tourism, and and it will. So, you know, the average voter doesn't really know what's going on, or they probably just don't give a fuck. So, do I think it would pass? I mean, that'd be crazy, bro, if it beat all the fuck. We never think about that. Like, it beats all odds, like, gets put on the fucking ballot, and then it gets voted no on. Like, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're sort of, um, not to switch off uh, subjects, but they're sort of doing some shit like that right now, where, um, you know, Ohio recently passed for, uh, you know, their homegrown adult use to, it basically was not going to take effect for another year, essentially. And um, and the thing that they're trying to amend now is the home grow and the 12 plants and, and you know, everything that made it... Um, what is what the people asked for in the first place is what they were fucking voting on. And it's this whole, it's this whole weird thing where it's like, you know, watching the state that's it's, it's like nothing like back home, but I'm here. So I have to pay attention because I'm like working in and out of the industry at the moment. It is like, it's weird how they're treating it being so regulated. But then I watch articles every day, how like every month there's thousands and thousands of patients that are falling off the registry that aren't using or or purchasing their daily limits, which means the stores aren't getting money, which means the processors aren't getting paid for their product because it's not being sold. And the growers are, you know, it's tanking the market for the flower that is there. None of it's very good. Um, that's another thing. It's just like, even if we do get what we ask for and we put it on paper, there's always going to be that opposition that, you know, unless we make it to where it's, uh, somehow a, uh, a right to us, you know, it, it will certainly be amended or vetoed. And that's really unfortunate. So, I'm trying to see where they're going to go with that here, you know, because there's a lot of people that are already, you know, as they should, you know, getting their seeds and getting ready to grow their own because their only choices are 
buying really shitty product that you know you, you don't want to pay 70 bucks for like a 0.7 or buy hash that was mixed with CBD isolate because they had to keep the testing below 70-something percent. Or, you know, when you go to buy an ounce of something, it's only 23 grams because of what the weed tests out at, and then they cap your limit based off of the percentage cap. So an ounce is never an ounce, a gram is never a gram, and I think that the state's robbing the patient's mind. So, yeah, they should be fucking growing. I don't imagine that if we ever get down the road back home, that we're going to be dealing with some of the similar things. It's not, I don't think it's going to be as easy or as clear cut as like us voting it in and us getting it, you know, because of the past that we've had with our legacy market here. And it's, 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 I don't think it's very welcoming. So um, I don't know what's worse to stay stuck in this loop of them not doing anything or it's just weird. Honestly, I think at this point it's a right that everyone should have. You shouldn't be tied into having to fucking pay through the state. You know, some people can't afford the hundreds of dollars, you know, up front between, you know, your doctor's visit, you know, what your actual card cost, what some of these dispensaries are asking for. If these dispensaries have good quality, the, you know, the ridiculous amount that they are asking for for that quality, which is still. If anyone's been in the market, let me rephrase that. If anyone's been around legacy stuff long enough or small craft cannabis stuff, it never matches up for what they're asking for. You know, with the exception of even like, you know, a couple of brands that are multi-state operators that know what they're doing. There's very, very few brands that have come up out of Florida that are consistently getting good things or getting good things done for the patients. So it's it's constantly a problem, you know, and this economy is fucked. So it's just like, it's, it's a bunch of things where it's like, you know, everyone's looking at like the real estate bubble to burst. I'm looking at the green bubble to burst because it, it is bound to happen. And I'm wondering where that all falls in with fed regulation, where that all falls in with state to state and what that means for us as patients, what that means for us or people that are, choosing to you know hold down the legacy side of things us that are hoping to step forward and bring what we've learned in that legacy market uh to try to either bring to the masses you know for good reason for the patients or because you understand that you're sitting on a golden egg and you could be the next whatever insert big brand name here you know not to give anyone more credit than they deserve and so, you know, it's things like that that uh, just make me wonder where the future of everything is. I mean, maybe it'll happen with reclassification and it'll cost like a shitload of money to get things set up the right way and it'll just make things go all to hell and then fucking big pharma and alcohol and tobacco will come in and just swoop everything up. But, you know, we ain't going to let that go with a fight. And if everyone is... Good- forced to go back to the shadows you know how much more empowered we are now it's no, not just that's gonna... no 100 percent us but i mean you know like fucking truly and all these giant operators like they'll sell without a fucking thought about it and they're already talking about it you know at the inception of the florida license you know licensees they were all talking about it patting each other on the back one day we're gonna get bought out by rj reynolds so it's like but yeah, you're right. That's what would happen, you know? So yeah, more empowered. And I mean, 
at the end of the day, it's like that's more socially acceptable. So it would, it would take 20 years to, I mean, it could be done. They could squash it again, but it would take a long time. You know, if you look at from the seventies when it was like sixties and seventies before, you know, federal legislation or whatever it was. And, you know, it took, I, mean, I don't know, pretty quickly. I mean, the eighties people were getting their heads cracked for weed. So <laughs> they could reverse it pretty quick, but I don't think they would, you know, I, especially I think, now after COVID when they were like, everyone just go home and smoke your weed and calm down, you know? So, yeah, it, it is a little, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, well, whatever happens to it, people, people that are in it for the fad will phase out if it, if the water gets too hot, but for people who just, we just keep swimming, we evolve or, Evolve or die, you know, and and there's people that are doing this just to do this because they're always going to grow weed or they're always going to chuck pollen or they're always going to fucking grow plants to fucking wash. Not even just not even to give someone a fucking menu, but just for the point of fucking doing it because that's what they love, you know, and like uh, I've been finding myself floating more back towards that, which is funny. And, you know, I think there's a way to do that and bring that to market, but it involves having more control than most would let you have. And there's only a few brands that have been able to pull that off and, and, and do it correctly. And it's usually because they have the support of the culture. Um, you know, and I don't know as that as a whole, you can do that the same way in Florida. I think you have to go about it a completely different direction, you know, like, especially with, uh, you know, us having so many different cultures of people here, it's not majorly one or the other, but how do you connect the two and grow them both as a counterculture while, you know, letting them know that they're, you know, supporting people who aren't just there after it became cool to do so, you know, that, that there's people involved that are doing the same thing they were doing on a level where they were, you know, keeping it tight in their circles, but being able to do it so that everyone has the opportunity to try that sort of quality without compromising, you know? And uh, I don't I don't lessen it any different. Like, if people brought that sort of quality to market, you know, it's like there's a, com- you know, there's a couple of companies out there and, and they're in different states that their drops are very hard to get a hold of. And, you know, for, for they, they even have like very special drops, like, you know, that they only to get on that, you know, list, you have to show that you've been supporting and fucking with the brand for a long time, or at least putting the dollars in for the effort. And in doing so, you secure a market for your top tier products while you know giving them back to the patients to try and not giving them bullshit but then while also creating different tiers where you know a lot of that stuff is more readily available the reason it's tiered up is because of either the exclusivity of the flavor or the fact that it just didn't yield very well and sometimes the most exclusive flavors don't produce very well but they do enough to where it still sanctions the point of doing it on a commercial level and sharing it even as low as like subpar two percent you know it's like i've seen people do it with less and they're just you know you wonder why something costs so much but if the quality is what it should be and it's a flavor 
or a feeling or a special blend that you'll never see again that is just so rare that nobody else will have it all just depends you know like people pay or what they're going to pay for it at that point it's 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 a connoisseur market whether you put a medical tag on it or not or a recreational one but um i believe that there's a space for everyone you know uh i believe that there's a space for people to be able to create uh budget friendly medicine for the patients you know uh which enough people don't do and a lot of people get shit for because they only want to make the top fire but i believe that you know everyone's uh everyone's lifestyles are a little different so you know some people want what they can budget into their lives at the moment and maybe treat themselves every now and then to something that's you know awesome or you know on the higher level of things and some people are just accustomed to a lifestyle where they only you know they work very hard and they want the best of the best or specifically in their mind only the cleanest of this medicine works for them and that's great for everyone involved you know if the patient gets good medicine if the producers can get what they're asking for for the medicine of that quality and the work that it takes to get there that's, I think, something that builds up um, patient-producer relationships is something that's very much lacking here in this state and something that I – it's very stagnated in Florida. You have certain brands that do the public reach out and stuff, and they do what they should. And as a small business owner and someone who's you know run a national brand that's been in multiple states, um, <laughs> but uh, – all people just want is free shit sometimes. And so it's really, if you don't have the hype to follow up why people are there for free shit, you fall into this loophole where people only come out when you're giving them free shit. And it doesn't necessarily translate to more sales within the registry of your the medical program or, or more patients coming to your spot to do that because you're vertically integrated here, you know? So, um you have to find a balance where, you know, now you're starting to see existing licensees um, co-license or co-brand with like popular West Coast genetics groups, companies, consultants, and giving them fair business space in a state where it's like, I don't want to sound, I don't know, it's weird, you know, like part of me is, you know, we've had this conversation where like, we're Florida first always, but there's enough West Coast genetics flooded in every market. And so my fear is if all the licenses are going to jump to that and start doing things like that, you're going to have a lot of the East Coast dudes and the Florida guys wondering, well, it's like if the market gets flooded with a bunch of runts and cookies and like uh, all of those hybrids in between, where it's, it, it makes me fear for what would be available. Not to knock them all. They all have their place. Don't get me wrong. Some of them are really fun to smoke on. But, um, you know, the East Coast has, I think, a more of a reputation for keeping, um, keeping truer genetics as opposed to where the West Coast is a constant evolution of genetics that are coming out. Some of them are real hitters, you know, because the, the bar is set so high and the market is so flooded that you have to have something unique to be able to stand out. But if everybody is doing that, it really just at some point things just blend in. And what you're being able to market is artwork 
and flavors. And that's, that's, that's literally it, you know, and that's what that market is like as to where the East coast is more on like legacy strains and the things that have come out of the East coast have been more rooted in, you know, chems, sours, diesels, um, uh, Northern, you know, there's certain things that have, uh, either been kept true or the lineage of them isn't like purpled out polyhybrid cookies, which have, you know, like just become incredibly dominant, you know, throughout the last like 10 years or so, you know, with, with, with brands like that evolving and pushing and, you know, using clothing and marketing and the artwork and then the Mylar thing coming out to where Mylar's, the idea of it and why it originally came out was a genuinely a good thing. And it was, you know, people like middlemen and repackagers that really fucked up the old idea of the Mylar being a, uh, a good thing, which I honestly, if somebody, if a single source dude were to create a concept to, you know, proof to finish where it's like, all right, I, I built this straight up. This is my shit. I've created a Mylar, not only for my brand, for, but for, for, for my flagship strain, you know, um, I like the idea that someone went through all of that trouble to give me some artwork and something that represents not only the strain, but a little bit about themselves, especially if there's something super fire inside. But, you know, we all know that that's kind of not what you expect when people give you something in a Mylar. And so like, well, part of me is like, you know, I'm cool with just getting something in a bag with a Sharpie on it, you know, and like whatever, or even a jar. If we're being real, you know, just give it to me in a fucking jar and I'm straight. Um, is great. I also like the idea of people standing on what they have and fucking, you know, a lot of people, some of that artwork's worth collecting. And, you know, the, the things that I find the, the funniest is when we have like, um, uh, pop culture relevant stuff that happens and like the next day you see a fucking mylar drop and like yo the it's just the internet never loses the shit like that and so you gotta just learn to to roll with it sometimes and sometimes it definitely does have its place i mean i think the thing about like like you said like if it's like there are or something or something but you know, that's probably where the Mylar concept, like, originated from was, was was cool art and stuff that represented the strain. And now it's just, like, obviously with, you know, when you go into the corner store and they have fucking thousands of Mylars for you to choose from. So, anyway, that was just my comment on Mylars. No, no, no. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely, I get it. It's like, you know, I always like trays and Mylars so Bud doesn't get smashed. I think that's pretty cool. Whoever started that first. I think it was yeah whoever it was i think it was zach Woods. <sighs> I'm but anyway scared. another <laughs> another another miami article here miami police department man chokes beats teenage son for stealing his marijuana a 37 year old man from miami was arrested monday after the police said he choked and beat his son for allegedly stealing his marijuana alvaro alexander betanko was arrested on charges of battery by strangulation child neglect without great bodily harm and child abuse without great bodily harm according to his arrest report the incident occurred around 5 30 p.m on october 15th miami police said the 14 year old victim told a responding officer that his father confronted him about his missing marijuana and the teen admitted to taking it 
Police said he became angry and grabbed his son by the neck with both hands as the teen was eating dinner at the table, causing the victim to be unable to breathe. According to the report, he eventually let the boy go and then began to punch him in the chest and stomach. He then fled the home, leaving the teen alone with his 11-year-old brother. The victim then called 911. Police said Bettencoe confessed to the accusations. So, you know, man, this dude just got pissed. Um, probably felt like, you know, he knew this kid for 14 years and raised them and he steals from him and shit. But, like, we, weed's a difficult <laughs> thing, you know, because it's like you can't just ask your dad for weed. Like, the first time I smoked weed, I stole it from my uncle. So, it's like, if he would have beat my like, ass. Do you know how called... much this Percy weed cost me? <laughs> if he, yeah, it was like a 710 Labs jar if I can have powdery yeah. mildew on it. But, anyway, yeah, if my uncle would have whooped my ass for... I wouldn't have called the police, bro. That's Joke's what I on you. Got. They all have powdery mildew. That's that's what I would have got. I would have took my ass beaten, and I'd have fucking you know learned to not steal. But you know, yeah, no, I saw that story. We talked about it a little bit. We we had laughed. We were just like, God, we got to talk about that. That's just like that's otherworldly. Like between that one and I mean, just the I don't know, man. People are crazy. Just can't be stealing. I mean, people are going to steal whatever. You know, just give them the moldy weed. Let them figure it out the hard way. No, that sounds terrible. Don't give them moldy weed. What do you think the proper age to start smoking weed is? Oh, uh, okay. So I started super young because uh, <laughs> my family was probably not like yours. <laughs> but um, as someone who... I personally think the right age to start weed is after you're an adult, you know, like unless, and that's funny. Cause I'm like, yeah, aren't you a caregiver? Haven't you gotten tons of kids high and helped them with weed? Yeah. And they medically and soundedly needed that. Not even mildly, like an extreme case, like having seizures or, uh, you know, cancer or things that aren't like, Oh, you know, depression or like they're not mild situation not to say depression is mild but in the situation where it's like calling for a minor to have cannabis it has to be justified enough to be considered when you give that patient what we're talking about a better quality of life versus what they were dealing with prior to having the cannabis therapy so I honestly think, and I would, I tell people now, even young people, like, you know, that are super interested or maybe fucking with it. Like, I think that it's sort of, especially for like young men, it sort of freezes and stunts you. And like, you have to understand now, right? When we grew up and we were smoking at young ages, we were just smoking like brick weed and occasionally like, you know, if you were plugged in or if you already, you know, if you grew up around growers, it was obviously a little different, you know? Um, but now, kids that are the same age have you know distillate they have like concentrates they have uh you know uh, the quantity in what's available and how much is available to kids that are that age now is so fucking vastly different than when we were that age um, that's true though i mean that is a that is a different question for someone like you though i mean obviously the answer for you would be uh whenever they need it. Right. Um, it just really depends, you know? Um, but I would say for like the young people or anyone that's young listening to this, I would wait till you're at least 18. 
uh, fuck around in college. That's, you know, that, oh, God damn, that's, if you make it to college, if not, just make sure that you got your shit straight. Like, I'm never going to tell a kid who's like still living with his fucking family, you know, who's not of age legally to be like, yeah, fucking smoke up, like get your shit together and, you know, do, do, do whatever you feel is right. But I just feel like personally, I wish I had waited, you know, but then there's other things that, uh, it sort of shaped how I responded and coped with certain things and it really did help um me not just like not just like you know with how i felt but um just really a lot of other things like i started noticing certain health improvements keeping a regularly active endocannabinoid system versus not doing that and i learned that at a pretty young age and then the the dots started to connect when I started to talk to people that were really sick and that were using this. And then I was always wondering, like, why a plant was helping more than, like, something they were getting from doctors, you know? And then that just that put me into a wormhole that I don't think I've ever left. So, yeah, I think whenever you're of age to be able to do it, you know, whenever you know you can find someone you can trust, uh, you know, that's the thing, too. Like, there's people there that still, like, imagine having to buy things from people that you don't really know or they don't really know what they're buying. And you're 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 going through them because that's your only option, you know, and like you don't. You don't want to get a card because it's too expensive or you're freaked out about the register, you know, or having your name on some, sh- you know, whatever the fucking case is. People have a lot of hangups or, or you can't because of your job. You know, there's plenty of fucking reasons why people don't do it in the first place or they assign someone in their family to go do that. But um, if anyone's ever been to a state and had their homie or someone shop for them secondhand you know how fucking shitty that can be on either end as the person who's done it. And as the person who's asked, it's never that fun. So end of day, you know, people will just find someone they can get it directly, even if they don't necessarily know what the fuck is going on. And that's something that I'm seeing here a lot. And that's something I know that's something that's still going on there. And uh, yeah, it's just, um, it's a fucking shame. Some people got to go through that. So I think that obviously if things were easier and better, you know, they wouldn't have to, but you know, then there's plenty of people they could support on the legacy side who know what the fuck they're talking about. I don't know. I think it's just people are like, some people will order something from a restaurant and be like, damn, that was good. And they'll pay for it. And then they won't even think like, how is it? How is it made? What's in it? You know? And then there's other people that'll look at that and be like, I wonder how they did that before they ever take their first bite. And it's just, you know, there's many different kinds of people, I guess. So I don't know. To each their own, you know, just do it when you're at a legal age. I guess that's legally what I can tell you. Don't do it too young. If you're a young dude, because it's definitely going to stunt you, especially going in on concentrates and shit now. Um, a lot of reports about it spiking anxiety and all sorts of shit. And like, I could imagine, you know, like 
I don't know. Because even smoking like fucking hash at a young age and smoking brick hash with some of the homies that I encountered when I was younger, it, it's still not on the same level as, as what is available uh, now so easily, you know? So. Yeah, you're right. Because when we started smoking, it was rags and fucking you could only get so high. Yeah. You know, Even four, I used to get high as fucking throw up some and shit. shit. Yeah, it's probably because it was sprayed with. It's probably because it was fucking. It's probably because it was fucking. You couldn't breathe. So yeah, you're fucking it's throwing up. Sprayed with gasoline and shit. Oh, how do you think it got through? Yeah, I remember when that, I used to get weed that smelled like fish. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that, next that, topic. No, that, that fish scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still. Is that what that means? Square grouper. So yeah, I always wondered um, what fish scale meant, and then it meant fucking fishy oh, brick oh, weed, buddy. bro. No, we gotta you bust go on open a brick, and it's that. got a fucking. You bust open a brick, and it's got a fucking fish skeleton on the inside. Nope, that just. Oh. All right. So, anyways, um, aside from discussing the, the smells of yester weed, uh, yeah, having a developing brain at that age, it's just not that great unless you're smart enough to be able to do things in small proportions i just tell people to wait at least till you're you know you don't really stop developing until you're like what 25 something like that really so anywhere between that 18 and 24 start playing around with it you know if you're not sick and like you're here's the thing too your body will tell you if you have a ecs deficiency it's something that will eventually draw you to it and you will feel like something is just like your body is just in, in, in more of a regular flow when you have actively fed those receptors, you know, by, by actively using cannabis and, you know, activating your endocannabinoid system, which is what I mean by your receptors and all that other shit. Some people don't need that. Some people have such healthy levels of natural, um, like Delta nine in their body, which our body can, can make their own form of, uh, cannabinoids, which is interesting, you know, that you don't really need the help of like going through that. And it's kind of weird. Like they, someone did a study, Way back then, taking blood from healthy people who've never used cannabis, and then like uh, people who habitually medically needed to use cannabis, and then there's levels of um, cannabinoids, like natural ones, and obviously much higher ones. But there's something in that study that was specific to how healthy people managed their ECS receptors because they were still flowing you know, uh, but naturally, you know, without the use and obviously in much, much smaller, you know, cause you're not using cannabis, but your body's naturally producing them as a result of, of, of something. So it started to make people think a certain way where it's like, okay, the idea is if you're healthy enough, unless you're like looking as at cannabis as something like I can eat a gummy and like kind of let loose. Cause I don't like drinking, you know? Versus like, oh, you know, I can't sleep uh, or my my sleep quality isn't as good or my I'm not as hungry with it with or without or I'm noticing that, 
you know, um, I have less pain and this, this or that without those are reasons why you would want to, you know, your body's like kind of sort of telling you like, yeah, this is what's working. Let's, let's keep doing this. And then you notice when you're without. So things like that are all very important. And so, you know, all of that stuff sort of makes a difference in how and why and someone, when someone should, and so I know that was like a really roundabout thing for a basic question, but it's just very different. You know, I can't, I can't, uh, I can definitely talk about like how young I was when I was smoking. Cause I, I feel like part of that should be shared. And like, it was very different. I was kind of forced into it. And then I learned that it kind of really helped. And so that was cool. But then some people, I used to get forced to smoke really shitty weeds. I hated weed until I was like 17. And then I smoked good weed and I was like, Oh, it's always a little different. Your first time with good shit. You know, I, um, I smoked some weed so good with some of my friends that I had their parents calling my mom to be like, your son is smoking laced weed with my children. Oh my God. They were home tripping. Oh, tripping and snitching. I was like, oh, you fucks. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it's just different for, we're in a different time now, you know? So back then I would have told you something different, but now knowing better, I think the answer is different too for like girls. Like I would be more inclined to give a younger girl, like a low dose full spectrum gummy for something of an issue she was having, you know, versus somewhat like a boy at that age. But even then, like I said, both are growing young minds. And they're both very different. And so ideally, until they're both a little developed physically, mentally, where it can be used as something that uplifts instead of restrains or confuses, that's that's ideally where I want people to have their first experience with cannabis, you know, because it's not just like what it was when we did it or we were forced to do it. You know, it's something... It can be something much better now, you know? And so whether people are trying to use it to relax or whether people are trying to use it to, you know, uh, as a creative aid or, you know, whatever, I, I believe in the latter now, even though if it sounds a little like <laughs> snobby, you know, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, there, there's purpose to everything. So it's kind of like, it's the same way. Like I look at other things now, like they have to have purpose. You don't just do them to do them. And if you do, then you have a, habitual problem (laughs) you know it's like people that (laughs) smoke cigarettes or uh people that just do certain things like you know uh it becomes a vice you know people that are you know i i work with people in all sides that are stuck to their phone because they're doing fucking sports gambling like all day and don't get me wrong some of it might be lucrative and productive but i just think for the time that you're putting in and i don't know man it's just never been my vibe like my my vices have always been trying to succeed in cannabis and having the wrong people around me. So I don't need any more vices. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think there's there's a few people there's a few people I've met that just also you know they came from you know coming off of worse things and so now cannabis is that crutch where it's like because before cannabis it was way worse so they might be you know someone that was a heavy barbiturate opiate user you know 
might be a much heavier user of cannabis because what they were used to, what they put in their bodies was much worse, but they need higher levels of, you know, those receptors being fed to be able to balance out this better place that they're at now, you know? And so I'm all for it. There's not one that I don't judge how little someone I, actually I get jealous when someone's like, it takes me like a month to smoke a quarter, bro. I'm like, that's like two fucking blunts, man. I don't know how you would do that. It blows me away. I'm jealous. Uh, you know, and then the other side of it where I, I know people where we can sit down if we get into a big enough conversation throughout the day, we could probably rip through an ounce, just rolling a couple up between each other. So I, I've just noticed that, you know, everyone is different. So there's not one particular way to do this. And so when you have states that go in and put, st- uh, you know, uh, daily limits on your things. And, you know, it's Florida does it, Ohio does it. There's a bunch of places that are getting hip to it now. I know they're doing it to curve the people from buying bulk to be able to reflip it. But at the same time, you know, you've got patients that are really getting left out because they have to now balance out how much they can get if they are really sick. The, the really sick always get forgotten about. Because what becomes popular becomes, you know, becomes used and abused, and the people that really need the most always get left behind. So now the people that were buying extended plant counts and buying big amounts of flour or concentrates, or which RSO is under that quantity, you know, so being able to buy, you know, three months worth at a time, you know, it was easier uh, versus having to go in and. and go in more often and, and spend more money and pay more tax money um, for less, you know, it, 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 it's ridiculous. So um, yeah, you know, we talked a little bit about what we've been wanting to do as far as uh, December goes and wanting us to support small businesses. So I'm going to use this to kind of transition into the next thing. I'm just going to pretend like you just transitioned used your little transition sound cool all right so for the month of december we are actually going to be supporting small businesses um by shouting them out and the one that i've chosen to sponsor uh first and foremost is a candle company called cushy melts which you can find them on instagram uh you guys can listen to the episode um i'm going to explain a little bit about what we're doing and then uh, there'll also be a discount code that we've had created just for you guys. And then I'll explain why and how we're helping support these small businesses in the first place. So like I was saying, we're going to be supporting small businesses through the month of December. And I've started out with a company called Cushy Melts based out of Columbus, Ohio, which, and I'll tell you why in a second, is with every order placed for this candle company, which, by the way, if you have any loved ones in your life, if you have any ladies, mothers, anyone who is cannabis friendly, who would love scents like cereal milk, Cushman's, apple fritter, blueberry muffin, some of my favorites, pumpkin spice groho, Cindy 99, Tangy, and sour diesel, along with OG Kush, ice cream cake, pineapple express, banana OG. And if you're looking for a gift specifically for your lady, there's some collab scents, which contain a cool little cannabis themed necklace 
in a glass bottle inside the candle that can be pulled out when the candle gets low enough. And it's actually pretty fucking dope. Now, as someone who, like, I'm a candle person, my whole family's grown up being candle people. So I've grown up with good candles. I've seen shitty cheap Walmart candles that have smells that make you fucking nauseated. Most importantly, burn like shit. And I've had some really, really nice craft candles gifted to me that uh, burn really well, but they don't last really long. Um, I honestly wouldn't have even brought this up if I didn't personally like use these candles in my fucking house. I love them. They burn forever. They burn super clean and they're cannabis themed in a way where honestly, they're super cool. They make great presents for anybody. And, um, yeah, they smell fucking awesome. So I'm all about them right now. My personal favorite is cereal milk and pumpkin spice grow which is hilarious and awesome. But yeah. So with every order placed through this company through the month of December, um, and actually the sooner you act, because I'll get into this right now, is I will be throwing in a free pack of unreleased seeds as well as a sticker pack for Square Grouper, Boxer Axe Run CBD, and who knows, a couple other things. Um, The bigger the order, the crazier the seed collection will be. But honestly, every order will at least get one or two, five to ten seed packs, uh, ten seed packs. Uh, And yeah, we're going to keep them fresh by introducing genetics that I personally won't be releasing. There'll be genetics that I'm only working into my program for this upcoming and hopeful Florida program. Um, So ideally, there'll be things that only the listeners, like, you guys, as you're listening to this right now, I haven't posted about this. I'm not talking about this. But right now, if you jump over at Cushy Melts with a Z on Instagram, go check out their webpage. When you go to check out, put in your discount code will be SG10. It'll take a little bit off your order. But this way, it'll signify and show which one of our listeners placed an order, which will let me know which ones to put all of your goodies in the same box because we are conveniently in the same place. So it will make it very free-flowing and you won't have to get a separate package. But this will be a great way for you guys to get some killer fucking genetics. Retail price of any genetics that I usually release run from 100 to 250 when you go and see what you're going to pay for these amazing candles, uh, it is a fraction of that. So not only are you supporting a badass local business that is, you know, again, just like in these times, fucking we got to stick together. And I really like the product, so I wouldn't even talk about it if I wasn't all about them. So check them out. You'll get hooked up. Uh, we'll also be, you know, reaching out to other businesses that we know are doing good business. You know, I've seen how they personally have client interactions. I see how they ship things out. Um, And I'm a fan of people that are sticking to their customer service and doing things like that. There've been a few other people that I've been reaching out about, but for now, this is how we're starting it. This is how we're going to see how it goes. So go check out Cushy Melts with a Z. Discount code SG10. Whenever this episode drops, we're obviously, uh, I'm going to go ahead and repost the page. Um, I'm not going to repost the discount code. You guys, if you listen to this episode thus far, that's literally for you guys. So go check it out. Listen, 
and stay tuned because we'll be dropping more of these because I've got a fuck ton of cool unreleased seeds. And I think if you guys can check out and, you know, maybe support some cool small businesses in our community, um, I'm so happy to drop some super fire heat to those who are helping us support the people who are like us and are doing what we can to, you know, make things better for people. Um, I think also, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a great, you know, everyone likes candles, you know, it's, it's not as like you're, you know, it's not like a dab, right. Or, uh, or, you know, a quartz skillet or something like that. It's not so specific that not everyone can use it. So I feel like, you know, um, we're all people here, so there's all different parts of our lives where we can check out different shit and be cool with it. But yeah, um, check them out. Um, one of the packs that I'll be releasing too is uh, the GMO Indiana Bubblegum. I'm only going to release a couple of those packs. Those are pretty much unreleased. Um, there's at least... Yeah, bro, a- let me get one of huh? <laughs> hey the fuck <laughs> so yeah like I'm, I'm like i'm I'm super excited guys uh there's gonna be a bunch of super fire ones and bro you know i got you um yeah so get to it uh show some love you know get a good gift for someone who maybe will get a gift for yourself you know if you ship it to yourself first or you know whatever the case is <laughs> but yeah Go run, do that. Let me know what you think. I'm actually going to be posting more about it tomorrow as soon as this episode drops. Um, Dave, uh, is there anything you want to add to this episode? Because ideally, I know we sort of wanted to make it this short holiday thing. Um, I know I'm going to be reaching out to some businesses over on our neck of the woods to see what's going on. But uh, I already have a couple in mind. But like this, I approached them and made sure that this was cool and obviously they were cool enough to make the discount code for the listeners and uh you know try to 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 work with each other to see what we can do you know so um who knows what cool things you'll see down the road from the companies that we uh shout out and help this month so you guys show your support get them sticker packs and them seeds and uh go and place some orders with these companies starting out so with wait, fish so you, you buy the candle with the code and you get the seed pack but the more candles you buy the better shit you'll get yes sir you said it no matter what you're gonna definitely get a pack of seeds and the seed pack and the seed so, packs but so, so pretty much or- if you just buy christmas presents for someone you'll just get free seeds yeah yeah literally i mean you could end up with almost like uh the equivalent of like four to five hundred dollars worth of seeds if not more depending on you know how big your family is or how crazy you're getting with the gifts Right, that's cool. Yeah, man. Uh, do what we can for the listeners. I really appreciate you guys. This has been honestly one of the funnest things that uh, that I've done. And honestly, it's kept me sane and sound over the last year. And I really appreciate you, Dave. Um, I really, really do. Uh, welcome, you know, no, I appreciate I, you. I know you do, man. Thank you so much. And honestly, the, some of the messages I get from you guys when we drop these episodes are so thoughtful and genuinely means the world to me that you guys give a fuck enough to to fuck with us like you do and so i want to show love back in any way we can and we'll be continuing to do things oh the other thing i forgot is there's actually another special thing they'll be getting is uh we're whipping up some uh 
Christmas greeting cards, which will only be available to the people that place orders. So on top of the seed packs, the stickers, you'll be getting a special square grouper greeting card that will only be available by uh, supporting the companies. And as of right now, that means buying candles from Cushy Melts. So and that's for- Cushy Melts with a Z on IG, guys, or Cushy Melts with a Z.com. Yep. Melts. Yep, yep, yep. You got it. Yeah, and, uh, yep, there's, yep, the, the site's ready and rolling. The, the discount code is live. Uh, there's plenty of scents and different sizes for candles, too. You know, so definitely check them out. I honestly love them. I bought like five for my mom. That's not including the fucking 10 I'm probably going to scoop from my spot. So, like, yeah, I'm serious about them. Since I found them, I don't burn other candles because they just burn really clean. And, uh, you know, I don't after burning them for you know 20 plus fucking years in my family it's just nice to have a good one and i'm supporting someone who uh has always supported me and you know uh definitely fucks the podcast and uh you know there's more people who have reached out that have businesses that do the same please know that i've kept you guys in mind and i'll be reaching out to you to do the same thing to see how we can work out some magic this month to help help out everyone so Thank you again, guys. If you guys want to follow us, uh, check out our socials. Go check out Square Grouper Podcast on Instagram. Uh, find our socials there. Uh, once we post this episode live, I'll repost the page. I'll not repost the code. I'll tell you guys to listen to the podcast if you want the code. Otherwise, you just get stuck paying and telling her that you you know listen to square group or in some weird ass message and hope it gets to you but it would be a lot better if you just listen to the podcast and then run it up that way and help support the homies support the homies right support the homies you know like it it, it cost us nothing to want to see the homies win and they've uh reciprocated that same energy and helped me do things that have uh focused on the podcast so you know um, I'm excited to reach out to some of the businesses from back home as well, but like the podcast is growing, you know, and also because I'm here right now, I'm literally, I could, I could walk through the room as, you know, they're processing orders and, and personally put each one of them there. It, it's just something that's so easy and synergistic that why not? And they're just such a cool fucking company. So, um, Yeah. Super excited for that, Dave. Let me. Thanks for uh, letting me do that. You know, and uh, I appreciate oh, it's it. It's our show. Yeah, you know, and um, I look forward. Like I said, if you're listening to this and you kind of, you know, and we fuck with each other, and you, you kind of feel like I may have forgotten. Like, yo, just shoot me a message. I got a lot going on. But like, yeah, I if you guys have a website built for your small business and have the ability to run a promo code, by all means, message. Please, please. And oh, a couple of people, when I started talking about this, like I'm pretty sure he won't mind me name dropping him, but I know 305 Genetics is down to throw some shit up for the cause. The homie always is. So I'm going to reach out to him because we did have a prior conversation about that. But on top of like uh, my own genetics, I'm going to be pulling stuff out from the vault. So you guys are going to be getting a list of just stupid fucking fire for supporting the friends this month. So again, Thank you guys so much. Um, this month, I honestly look forward to keeping it light and cool and funny and, you know, talking about some relevant things. But the most important thing is putting a spotlight on some businesses and uh, 
helping support the people that support us, uh, which we'll talk about more on the next episode. So Dave, is there anything else you want to add to that, bud? No, that's it guys. Thank you guys for listening. Happy holidays. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Happy holidays. Don't forget discount code SG10. Koshimos, go check them out. Peace.